Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 172. Thank you for joining us tonight. Glad to be back. Brian, I had the coof. You finally broke your COVID cherry, Jim. Yeah, it finally <laughs> happened. Only, only dodged it for two and a half years, but yeah, knocked me on my ass a little bit, but I'm here. Now I sound extra nasally, so. You really are Squidward. SpongeBob. <laughs> so, Jim, we got uh, two excellent guests today. Yes, yes, we intro? do. Actually, I have to do one real quick shout out. Have to give a shout out to the boys from Reliving Retro for having me on their show. Talked about Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel, so the Rose is one of my favorite games, so check the link below. You can see my appearance there. But yes, speaking of guests, we have, right, we've had brewers before, we've had a lot of YouTubers, but we haven't had actual game devs on the show before. So speaking of popping cherries, we're breaking that tonight, because we have John Rue and good old Longy Long on Twitter, or you can call him Steve, whatever, it doesn't matter. But they are the boys behind Gelatinous, and they are here hey. with us tonight. Hey, Guys, appreciate, how you doing? appreciate you having us on, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to be here. It's very exciting. Definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Now, Steve, that looks like a pretty custom uh, beer you got going on in that cup. This, yeah, I uh, brewed the it line, myself. The triple, <laughs> the triple X's. <laughs> Dude, I, I gotta be honest. I saw the triple X, and Jim and I. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but we had go-to bachelor party beer being Molson Triple X because it was mm -hmm. the higher percentage beer. So. Every time I see Triple X and beer, that my mind goes to that and too many memories of Jim being butt ass naked around a hotel room. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's flashbacks for me. Terrible so, ones. So good memories, good memories. <laughs> yeah. So Steve, every time you take a drink now, Brian imagines me naked. So keep doing it. Ah, God damn it! No. Yes. yes. If you're long, Steve, then he's short, Jim. <laughs> you'd be nice. You'd be nice to Jim. I've, I've seen this show. I know how it goes. You'd be nice to poor Jim. He just rolls over and takes it like a bitch episode after episode. You know, it's funny. We, we actually talk about that so many times because every group of friends or people that meet him for the first time with all of our friends say the same thing. You guys are so mean to him. A weekend, they go, God damn it, Jim, and are yelling at him more than we are. They've talked to me long enough. They know my... Wheelings and dealings, so they fully expect it. They know how to treat me. He's got that kind of face, but normally I don't have to look at it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, Rue, uh, I see you got a big boy with you. What, what you drink with us tonight? This is the uh, Big Little Thing IPA. I don't really get an opportunity to drink that often anymore, um, so I went for the Big Little Thing. It's a 9%, and it's strong. It's I can really, really taste the alcohol, because I haven't drank in like eight weeks, so... I, yeah. it, it's, it's like extra strong <laughs> a nine percenter that'll knock you on your yeah. ass now do you usually like ipas yeah yeah usually i drink like i drink art car that's my favorite beer it's i think mm. it's carbock but it's it's i really like it it's something that i just stuck on to and i tried a lot of different kinds of ipas and just any like other kinds of beers but i really stuck with the ipas and uh i really like that they're strong it's nice yeah. You, know? you just want as much alcohol bang for your buck as possible. I like right? to drink like bourbons and stuff like that, mm. you know. So whenever I do drink a beer, it's it's I, I like it to be strong. Nice. So, I don't I don't have I have no self control. <laughs> here, here. Well, I was that's why say, I, you're in pretty good company right now. So that's why I literally just bought one beer. If I would have bought bought like a six pack or something like that, then I would have been like having a having a fucking. <laughs> 
Rager. <laughs> oh no, we should have had John pass out halfway through. Dude, <laughs> one of these days I will buy the six pack and we can do a podcast. <laughs> yes, we'll do a legit power hour. For what some reason, you, I just I, I slam them, dude. Dude, I well, I said it's funny. Uh, Jim and I are both those kind of casual drinkers, and I don't know if you guys are too, but like I, I had that bad habit of being at the bar. I mean, before we started, I finished a beer as I was talking to you guys, and now I'm already halfway through this one because I just I tend to like if, if I'm not actively talking, I'm just drinking and drinking if it's in my hand. So yeah, yeah bar tabs get pretty expensive. So I'm with you. Go with the bourbon or shit that you just have yeah. to force yourself to try to slow down. Right, right. You feel it <laughs> whenever you feel it coming on. It's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like that triple X that all Steve has. Yep. Don't lift it. Thank you, Jim. It reminds me of like old cartoons whenever they have like a bottle of something. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and actually, back to you, Brian. I'm drinking from the Virginia Beer Company, their Freeverse IPA. So You still have shit from there? I, I was waiting for us to meet up to, before I was going to break this out, and I still have a couple for us, so... But, yeah, I mean, I bought it during no IPA May, so I wasn't drinking it then. And then I just never thought to bring it over. And then I got sick. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, you it's, uh, it? it's, you know what? Uh, well, well, Brian, this juicy, unfiltered tropical IPA expresses itself without limitation, thanks to copious helpings of Zega and Chinook hops. Note, some naturally occurring sediment is normal and expected. Where's the endorsement? He's got to get paid for this shit. <sighs> I, I, I need I need to animate Squidward saying that whole line right there. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Damn it. We're just gonna have like a uh, fucking what do they call it? VTuber. I need a VTuber set up with Squidward's face. But yeah, it's actually six point eight percent alcohol, so a little more than a standard little uh IPA there. So but it doesn't taste really boozy at all. You can get that little little hint of uh citrus in there. So nice little balance. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh I'm going with my I started with my go to now cheap beer that I still have my good old lucky streak because oh, nice dude this shit i don't know if either you guys have had this for I've never a, even seen it dude I, I saw it for the first time it was a 30 pack for 14 dollars and i went oh this is gonna be absolutely <laughs> terrible much like jim's keystone and oh dude it's keystone. not good yeah keystone dude is a guaranteed peeing out the butt the next day yes <laughs> yes it just it tears up your inside in, in the sure. worst way possible it's my that default runs, anyway that's like my high school beer for sure. It's like you yep. buy 30 packs of Keystone. Yeah. But I got Lucky Streak for Jim and I because eventually I, I have a good idea for a little drinking game for us. But I keep – those are now my go-to like in-between beers. But for my fancier beer for tonight, I'm going with the Oktoberfish from Flying Fish Brewing Company. Um, it's only 6%. So I last year went through about 15 or 16 uh, beer reviews for the best like um, Oktoberfest style beer. And I'm one of those people like I refuse to touch pumpkin beer until we're at least closer to Halloween. So Oktoberfest is technically first, even though you would think it's in October, it's really September. So I'm trying to get a head start, have a couple of these, finish some more reviews with that. Um, And Flying Fish is one that's a little more, more local to us out of New Jersey. And uh, it's okay. It's not bad. A lot of their stuff, I don't want. I don't want to hit on them too hard. But if you like Oktoberfest beers, you could probably find something better. But still, it'll get the job done. Six percent. It's got the word fish in it, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They 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 get cute. They're one of those uh, beer companies that get cute, so they have to somehow have a fish reference in a lot of their their beer titles. So I'm like, okay, we get it. 
Your name's flying. Got Ridge. it. God damn it. <laughs> now, before now, we get going, where yeah. can we find you guys and all your content? Because mm-hmm. you guys have a ton of shit going on between the two of you. Dude. <laughs> you know the retro room the retro room room that's that's the best places to find me uh twitter instagram i have a tiktok account and a youtube account um yeah it's just uh that's that's usually where i'm at that's where i'm hanging and we, we also have a gelatinous uh, uh twitter where we we uh, post nothing but exclusive gelatinous stuff so it's uh it's cool yeah yeah, Twitter, Twitter, for me, and I think uh, mostly for Rue also is kind of the main point of contact. Yeah. If anyone wants to find us, I'm Longy underscore Long, um, but I also have a website popdecades.com, which is kind of the hub for all of my endeavors. So that's where we host the Gelatinous website and. Uh, it's a cool name of- too, Pop Decades. <laughs> oh, that's, I thought so. I couldn't yeah. believe nobody bought it yet, so yeah, uh, I jumped it's on. Catchy. It. It's catchy. It's <laughs> catchy. Um, and yeah, we do a lot of, uh, like, uh, movie top 10 lists and a lot of retro stuff there. Uh, yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, and it's cool in there because it's not just like talking about an old movie, but like, you'll be like, oh, top 10 cool moment. It's almost a thing we used to do back in the day where it's like, we're talking about like our beer worthy moments from a video game that we really liked. You'll break down like a classic movie, like one of the Rockies and give like the 10 reasons why you should like it and not just be like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't watch movies. I have a guy that uh, <laughs> does a lot of the movie reviews, and he's a real he. He writes screenplays, uh, oh, and shit. he gets he gets real into that kind of stuff. I'm like, you keep sending me material, I'll keep posting it. <laughs> it's fine. You just wanted an excuse to play He Man toys with your kid. Don't lie. That's <sighs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> with, with or without my kid, really. <laughs> So, guys, I got to ask, so how did you guys come together on Gelatinous? I mean, Rue, obviously, I know on your website you've had how many games now at this a f- point? A handful. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I mean, obviously, and Jim is, is the main Twitter guy, and I, I'm, you know, I know you guys through Jim. But uh, how did you guys come together on, on, on that one? Like, what was that, what was that like? I, we might have two different stories, but I, I, I saw him doing some art on Twitter and he was just posting like Game Boy style art. And I was like, that's really cool. You want to make a game? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was literally that simple. Just, it was just, it, yeah. That's, that's... I, I, like it was super random. Like I just reached out to him and I was like, Hey, you seem pretty cool. And we're in a group chat together. You want to make a game? Like, and he was just like, yeah, let's do it. What do I need to do? And I was like, I have no idea. Let's find out. <laughs> so that, that's kind of like, I guess where we, came together i i don't know if if your story is different or not but (laughs) i'd I'd say that's it in a nutshell but that's yeah the nutshell is basically all there is to it yeah i've been doing art for most of my life just off and on casually and um it occurred to me that i've never tried to do pixel art or video game style art of any kind so i started um trying it and i felt like i was i was doing some stuff i was actually proud of so i started posting it and uh, I did one piece that was like a really cool kind of epic landscape in Game Boy colors, and uh, Rue just I remember the played picture. into my DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the picture specifically, and it was really good. And and like it was way too ambitious for the Game Boy, but neither of us knew that. We tried to put it on there, and it was just like like ruined the Game Boy. But 
but yeah, it was, that's kind of where it started. And we didn't have, have any idea what kind of game we were going to make or anything like that. It was just kind of a, let's do this thing. It was damn. So it was just that simple. So, but did you guys like how well other than group chats, did you guys know each other outside of that? Or, not or at all. Like, yeah. Not at all. Damn, like we became friends through this really. And we met in awesome. person because of it, which is really cool. That's weird. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask about that because you're both in Texas, right? So, yeah. But like, how close in Texas? Because it's, 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 I guess Texas it's a is big. big. State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I went to a convention in Dallas, and he lives in Dallas, and I live in Houston, so it's probably like four or five hours away, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. So four, it's still pretty, four, pretty good. Four or twelve if traffic is bad. Dude, and <laughs> Dallas traffic is nothing to mess around with. <laughs> I was there sure. once, and I was there in rush hour, and I was like, "This is a nightmare. This makes it's really look horrible, like decent." It's pretty much always rush hour. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad because I I got stuck in traffic on the way home, and I was like, "Whoa!" But yeah, we got to meet through Retropalooza, and that was awesome. And we got to show people our game, and it was really cool. Dude, that's awesome. But like, when you guys started from the moment you said, "Hey, let's do this," like, how long do you think it took you from there to? Hey, finished product here. Dude, oh, well, I was, we started and then I like kept delaying things because I got sick and I, I was in the hospital and I had a lung collapse oh, yeah. and we had started like right before that. And I had to go through this like recovery process and Steven was like super patient and super cool about it, which is awesome. And we just pick, picked up right where we left off and but uh, all I together. Mean, he, I, I feel like he's kind of downplaying it. Uh, <laughs> he, he was, he was on the brink of death y'all yeah I mean, it, it was, was nuts it was scary uh, it's so yeah, scary was, to think about i was not patient i was just like well <laughs> you're like well that's the end of that if you you, <laughs> you stay alive you hit me up bro. like dude if, if you make it through this then uh we'll keep making that game but yeah uh luckily you know i was all good and and we just kind of picked it back up and it probably took maybe like a year and a half or something like that so okay and we yeah, still that sounds pretty damn fast considering that we still in we between could, we could have totally put in more time to it and would have loved to but since we did the whole kickstarter thing we just felt bad you know we wanted to, to you know it's like one of those things where you, it's hard to call it complete because you just can you're consistently learning more new stuff and getting quicker and better and faster and it was they, just hard to call it done they kept updating uh game boy studio too yeah to the point where gelatinous was becoming obsolete. <laughs> we need to get this yeah. out because the, <laughs> the new generation of Game Boy Studio games are, it's like just. They made it so crazy. easy. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're, they're so good. And we were just like, dude, we, we have to stay cutting edge. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was kind of one of those points where we just called it. Now, Steve, what do you call it? for the character for the gelatinous character? Have you always had like a goo monster hero like stuck in the back of your head you always wanted to bring out, or is it just like random inspiration one day? So um, we're pretty limited on the Game Boy, at least the version of Game Boy Studio we were using, and um, so I, I made this pretty cool like post-apocalyptic bro character with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and a, a ball cap, and I thought he looked dope. And Rue was like, "Hey, that's great." Can you make him 16 by 16 pixels? <laughs> Can you make him tiny uh, uh, with like, zero what? detail? <laughs> so, I, so he's a he's a square. What do you just want me to make like a blob? <laughs> you know what? We'll do that. That's fine. We'll do that. <laughs> and that's it's, how it started. 
it's funny because he would just pitch me ideas and I would just try to do them. You know, I would just try to make them work. And a lot of them, a lot of them made it into the game, you know? So it was just Steven coming up with like an idea and being like, can you try this? And I, I was like, Let me, I don't know. And I would get frustrated and be like, I can't do this. And he's like, I bet you can. And then I just ended up pulling through. So the good old reverse psychology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would get frustrated for like days and I'd be like, it's impossible. <laughs> Speaking of impossible, Freaking Steve over here is a masochist because his original <laughs> vision for the game is what is actually, what is it, the hardcore mode in the Not, game? Nightmare oh, mode. Oh, yeah. Where it's even harder than it is now because it might be, you know, technically a short boy, but whoo, well, you have to put some time in to beat this sucker. Well, which I oh have, and God. I have enjoyed my time with it, but you guys. Boy, do I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, su- I suck at video games, dude. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I learned the hard way. Yeah, I'm not good. And <laughs> now, is it like, was it always like your vision is just like to bring back the old NES hard kind of deal? And then you went, well, maybe we should make it a little bit less brutal, at least at first. Or well, was the... it just Rue yelling at you to make it something he could actually play? <laughs> well, the original, you know, NES games and Game Boy games were, they're super short. It's a, it's a tiny little memory on the cartridge. So they're, they're short by nature so you have to make them super duper hard to where you you actually have to keep trying and trying and get some mileage out of the game so that was part of part of it i also felt like um the game engine was uh kind of kind of just a standard game engine i was afraid that any other platformers that came out uh, from gb studio would be just like ours yeah yeah Mm. so like we need to do something uh to make it stand out Right. So I uh, made it super hard and kind of pushed that, like, uh, if you're up to it, you know, prepare to get your ass kicked. Uh, I never really played Castlevania or Metroid games, not much. And and Steve loves them. And so it was like this thing where I was creating a kind of game that I had never even played, you know. And so it was I just kind of followed his lead with with that kind of concept, you know. Yeah, I, I know it's probably blasphemy. <laughs> I know I just <laughs> I just like broke the, the gaming rules right there by saying that, but yeah, it's the truth. No, it kind of worked out though, because it's got this like dual feeling going on where like the first third of the game kind of is like a Metroid, and then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes like Super Meat Boy. I'm like, right. oh, where, how did this come from? But it's still just like it naturally worked its way in there where you're like you're at the end of the game, you're like, wait a second, this just became a brutal platformer out of nowhere. Where <laughs> yeah. in the beginning it's like, oh, get new power, figure out new power, solve puzzle, blah blah blah. So it's cool just, how it kind of molded that way. Did you like envision a Metroidvania at first and then it just kind of went the other way or were you just throwing I, shit at the wall? I think so because like I originally like named the file something like a, a, something like Metroid or Metroid, you know, Castlevania or something like that. I don't remember what I named it, but it was something along those lines. It was, it was just like, Vania. Vania. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Vania. Yeah. I just named the, the folder Vania and yeah, it was just kind of started off with that and uh-huh. uh I wasn't trying to make a Metroidvania um, because I feel like that genre has become pretty saturated. But again, Game Boy games are so small that I thought we could get some mileage out of reusing one of the maps to where you, you know, go get your power and then come back to the main map and have to find your way to the next part. So it just kind of padded out the game a little more. And I felt like it made it more of a cohesive experience, even though you're in a, you're in a, Aztec pyramid and then you're in a laboratory basement then you're on a river (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, let me ask you guys, though, but since you got this done in Rue, like you said, you you felt like as you're going on, you're learning more techniques, you want to add more. Yeah. Did the drive, like finishing the game, make you go, I want to keep developing like a Game Boy game or I want to take it to a different level, like try something else out? Like, hmm. what's the process now? I mean, obviously, it's like you just did this giant project. But I'm sure, like any creator, your mind already goes, all right, dude, already yeah. thinking about next. Like, you can't, you can never just be satisfied and calm down. You're like, all right, next thing. I, uh, I think both me and Steven were already thinking of the next thing whenever we were in the middle of gelatinous. So, Rudy, of Rudy, course. Did you, did you tell him to ask this question? <laughs> <laughs> dude, we were definitely thinking of the next thing, literally in the middle of gelatinous, and uh, definitely want to work on all sorts of like projects over ambitious in every way that we can be and sure. uh, trying to bite off more than we can chew always. So, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta aim high with that shit. And, and yeah, like obviously doing the projects, it, like I said, it, it's almost like the most exciting part is the idea, the brainstorming of it. And like, that's like, the yeah, fun part. Yeah. yeah. Like that's where you're like, Oh, this is like, this could be really cool. And then when you're like, fuck, all right, maybe we can't quite do all of it. But when when you've been trying to perfect wall climbs for like months and months, <laughs> dude, and I know we're the first people to use the wall climb because it was so damn hard to implement, dude. Like, dude, it was just so janky and just yeah, it was it was rough. But but yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think was the toughest part of putting this together? Pr probably like trying to put functions into into the engine that weren't initially and in, supposed to be in there or ever used mm. before uh they might you know i haven't messed with the new versions of it they might have it in there better now or you know but i, I did that with quest arrest it's the same way like uh they didn't even have menus in quest arrest uh whenever i was they didn't have menus and i was trying to build an rpg and that definitely has menus you know so yeah um, <laughs> you know it, it, it it's always just trying to be cutting edge in these engines and they update faster than i could make games so you know, they have these teams working on the engine and, and, you know, I'm telling Steven, like, dude, <laughs> there's like, he was asking me about parallax scrolling in the background and all this stuff. And we couldn't do it then. And, and now it's just a normal thing, you know? Mm. So Damn. So, so what drives between the two of you though? Like, it sounds like you guys are collaborating on a lot of pieces and you yeah. each have ideas. But what drives – does it sometimes does Steve be like, yo, I got this great idea for this thing I can sketch up or draw. Now, how do we get into the game? Or is it more like the function of the game? Like, I want to see us do X, Y, and Z. Steve, can you actually sketch that up? Like, how, how does that work with you guys? I don't even know. Uh... <laughs> for, for my part, as the uh, – and, and the idea guy in game development is – the ultimate job where you just tell the developer what you want and he magically makes it happen <laughs> uh, as the idea guy in this in this project um uh, the game a game will just kind of come to me as if in a dream fully formed <laughs> and, and ready to be developed uh it doesn't end up that way though <laughs> no no nothing ever does but yeah. but that's okay um right. yeah for our next project for example i i uh wanted to do another platformer and i wanted to do it on the nes and i wanted i had a whole list of things i wanted to do with an overworld and side-scrolling underworlds and da 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 and uh basically none of that 
<laughs> I'm like, not dude, that's a, way too hard. I'm like, dude, that's so hard. I'm not that good. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely. I guess that that right there says that we're working on an NES game together. Um, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear. We'll keep an eye for that Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's still in really early phases and and like we're still trying to get comfortable with like the workflow, but um. No, it's see, like this with- is where you guys are fucking up. You you have an idea, you make a Kickstarter, collect the money, and then you deliver for five years. That's what you're supposed to do. Dude, you guys turned this around wrong, in a year and a half, and that's bullshit. Yeah, we had like a ninety percent done game, and then we, we launched our Kickstarter. But guys, the good news is, if you need someone on your team, I'm pretty sure Tommy Talrico has some time on his hands. Dude, <laughs> we've been looking into it. You know, I have to send him an email. Can use some cash now. <laughs> and actually, sure. what do you call it? Speaking of future projects, Rue, you're actually also dabbling in the bringing unfinished games to life thing, like how you brought Chip's Challenge to the you know, Super NES and the Genesis and a bunch of stuff, and right. you're working on a Game Boy game or a Game Boy Advance game right now. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't pronounce, so that's why I'm not saying it, so I'll leave that to uh, you. Uh, Elland is probably what you're talking about. Um, yep. Elland of the Crystal Wars. Yeah, that was originally... Uh, another franchise somebody else can say it but i don't think i can say it but it was already it was already another franchise that was created and and uh, i worked with another programmer to like take all the the uh copywritten material out of it and 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 make it its own ip so uh yeah we we just finished the programming on that and uh it's a really cool game like it's super seemingly like advanced for the game boy advanced and uh i had a lot of fun working on it it's it's just a really cool game i'm glad to wrap that up finally too um like especially like i'm not really excited about like shipping it out because like gelatinous has been crazy like dude if you've ever shipped like 10 things it's crazy but to ship this many games is insane dude so I can't I, even imagine. <laughs> dude, I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm definitely like not looking forward to shipping it, but it's it, it, like it's such an awesome game that that anybody who likes first person shooters should try it out. It's it's awesome. Like I feel really lucky to have had the opportunity to be able to take that game. The actual original developers of it reached out to me and they were like, "Dude, thank you for working on the game and releasing it because like we worked on this game 20 years ago and it never got released and like nobody got to like enjoy our hard work it just went dead you know so that's awesome it's not the last game that i'm doing this with either so luckily like i've, I've grabbed a few licenses and uh we're gonna work on a few more of them so you haven't heard nice. you haven't heard the last of me <laughs> now let me ask you though guys like obviously you sound like you're both pretty damn busy sure what do you have games that like right now you're playing just as like hey i need to sit back and just relax and actually play something <laughs> when you get your time like is there any games you are actively playing right now i have nothing to play <laughs> <laughs> um i've been playing on steam uh deep rock galactic i should really make sure i know the name of it because i put in like 50 hours already <laughs> uh, it's it's a multiplayer uh cooperative shooter kind of like left for dead but with oh, alien yeah. bugs and also you're cool. mining for gold and stuff uh it, it's it's very fun they're like they're like it's like futuristic like dwarves right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It, i i saw the preview for that i was like i because as you described i was like yeah left for dead and that they, yeah they're going against like 
is it bugs or like alien things? They, like yeah, it, they're it giant looks alien cool. bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Damn, yeah. so your thirties out. Okay, so that's kind of your go to like all right, I got an hour. I'm just going to pop that on. Oh, each mission, at least, usually at least 30 minutes, maybe 20 if you've got a short mission. But it's always like when it's, you know, 1.30 in the morning and I need to go to bed. And I'm like, all right, just one more mission. That That's the one that's usually like <laughs> an hour yep. and a half or something. And then you die in like last that. minute and you got to redo it. Yeah, right. It's always like that. <laughs> got to. <laughs> what, what about you, Ro? Uh, I... I've been playing Dot Hack on my PS2. Actually, mm, <laughs> I'm nice. on the second. There's four games. I'm on the second one. So, just hopefully you've had them, them all, since or? you were younger and didn't no. play them in the last five years. Never played cool. them before. Wow. So, and they're expensive. <laughs> I was yes, gonna say, are. yeah, you just yeah. Um, they're hmm. they're not cheap. I only have the first two, so I'm gonna have to invest whenever I beat this <laughs> this uh, second one, but. I just started the second one and it's they're fun, dude. I, I I like mess around probably more than just the main story. You know, I like put a lot of hours into them. You know, I think I think the main story is probably like 20 hours. and I put like 30, 40 hours into them. So but it's hard to find time to play these days. It's either play games or make games, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask. So as Jim alluded to, like we've had brewers on and content creators. And, and my question to you guys is as developers, are you ever able to actually sit back and just enjoy a game or is there an analytical part of your brain that goes like you're thinking about like how'd they get this done or like what like like are you yeah. just are you going back to being able to be a kid and like just enjoy the game or are you analy- like analyzing every aspect of it? I want to hear what Steve has to say what he thinks. Um it it, it kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Cuz there's times when I absolutely just need to disconnect and veg out and lose myself in a really immersive game yeah usually when i'm doing it though i have this like kind of guilt like oh i should be working on something Mm -hmm. um right now since the nes project is kind of in limbo so we figure out how we're going to move forward yeah then it's been a great chance for me to to justify not working on something (laughs) for a while uh yeah it's crazy how much I understand that. Like, like it's it's insane. But like, it's either you make games or you play games. And uh, you know, I, I I disconnect them entirely whenever I do play games. But I do have that guilt. Like, I don't feel like I'm playing a game and I'm watching it. And I'm like, how is this done or created? I'm like, I don't care how it was created. I just like that it's fun. You know. So I, I'm able to disconnect that. But I'm not able to disconnect the idea that I'm I'm like. I should be like working on making a game, you know, there's like, Oh, there's a huge list of things that need to be done, you know? Yeah. And, and no. now, and we're just starting that NES project and like, it's pretty daunting because I'm, we're not using really an engine really. It's like all from source code. Like, so it's all, it's, it's all real. It's, it's, all- <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit overwhelming and like, that's why I'm trying to like move slow so that I don't like lose myself. But, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I find more time probably to make games than I do to play them. Unfortunately. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what about you, Jamers? I know with the uh, with the COVID, you uh, you've been busting out games left and right. Yeah, I was tearing through games until the it spread to the rest of my family, and then I didn't have to. What do you call it? Lock myself off in the basement anymore. So, uh, yeah, no, I went through a bunch of games. Uh, finished off a bunch of my resolution games. So. Went through Legendary Axe 2, went through Uncharted 2. 
Um, Legendary Axe, I'm glad to finally sit down and beat that after trying for like six years. Leg- and Uncharted 2, you know what? It turned me around a little on the franchise because I fucking hated the first one. But this one, it it, it, it like halfway through, it was like, oh, we're going to actually throw cool shit into the game. And I was like, oh, this is why people like these. Because the first half, it was kind of like Uncharted 1 again. And I was like, ugh. I tried to play Uncharted. I couldn't get into it. And just just skip the first one. Like, anytime people talk about it, they're like, oh, you got to start with the first to like get invested with the characters. But me, who doesn't care about story, I was just like, fuck, no, just skip the first one. It sucks. <laughs> I don't know And then, why. what do you call it? Also went through, uh, you know, good old Star Fox 64. Had to do my yearly playthrough. Did Duels of the Roses for the podcast appearance I did. And actually, I won a copy of Avenging Spirit from a giveaway on Twitter. So it's a port of an old Japanese arcade game. So I played through that uh in the past couple days it's all right glad i got it from a giveaway <laughs> nice yeah i um it's, it's speaking of uncharted so going through the uncharted games was some of my resolution i started with the first one yeah i'm not loving it so far i'm like i don't know what the fuck this shooting is i i i, I don't i i see what they were trying to do it's like they it literally is like a michael bay movie into a game at least this first one feels like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like this is what we're doing. And I'm trying to be like, maybe it gets better, but I'm, I'm that type. I have to go through the first one. So I'm, I'm going to trudge through it and then get to the second one. But my main game has actually been bloodborne and I played it before. Loved it. I never beat it before. That's so hard, so, dude. It's so hard. <laughs> but it's, I'm so much further. And like, I, it's funny uh i can't disconnect when i do play a game the idea of like i always record the footage because i'm like i'll use this for something where jim and i are doing or a list or something like that and that world in bloodborne made me want to do like a top 10 like video game worlds because it's one of the most interestingly designed worlds i've ever seen um but it actually got me thinking of one thing and especially since we're talking to you guys one thing I've noticed a lot are demakes of games, and I noticed there was a PS1 demake of Bloodborne. I saw in that. The, yeah, in the style of um, uh, Nightmare Creatures, and and I was like, that's a perfect mashup, and that was something I kind of saw, and I'm like, I wish they would do that with so many games nowadays. Like they did like a Halo like platformer, I think, but that 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 was one thing I would be like, that'd be really cool, like to just do the whole demake of a game dude if they would give up the license like i would do so many of those that would be so sick like i would (laughs) there's so many games that i would love to do that with if they would just give up the license you know i started a a demake of doom uh for the nes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't it's not not going too well (laughs) oh it sucks because i made like a like a, a zelda rpg game and I like uh, put it out on the internet and put a video out showing it off. And the only comments that I ever got were like, Nintendo's going to come fuck you in the ass. You better take this down. <laughs> like, and it was just, not wrong. It, it, it just made it so unenjoyable. And I was like, what is Nintendo going to come do? They're going to come take my, I'm fucking broke, dude. They're going to come take my Xbox from me or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At the time, this is the way, this was my thought process at least, you know, now I have a, a company. I'm like, don't take that from me, but you're like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I rent, I don't know. I don't own any property or anything. I'm like, what are they going to take from me? Like, yeah, I don't have anything. 
But just be like, I, I like my ass Nintendo. Please don't. <laughs> you know, otherwise I would make games like that just to even for free. You know, like just to give away or whatever. I'm just that kind of thing is cool to me, like a remake or. But it was just not an enjoyable experience to have all those comments be like, they're gonna come after you, and and that was literally like it got like a quarter of a million views, and that was all of the comments, every all single com- one. Ugh. Yeah, so that sucks. I was just like, okay, I'm never gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah, well, leave it to the internet to rain on your parade. Yeah, yeah. No, but like I, I see that, and and Steve, like even you as as like the idea guy, as you say, like I I look at games where something as simple as like Mario RPG. If you did Legend of Zelda, like you're saying, we're like in that style, like just yeah. simple things that fans want. Yeah, it's not going to be a blockbuster. It may not even be for profit. It's just like give people what they want. And I feel like like you see with movies and everything nowadays, people to a degree kind of run out of ideas and yeah. maybe demaking and reusing old systems like that will like regenerate or revive those those older systems and especially if you can demake modern classics to those styles it can give some appreciation to them maybe, now, maybe a little bit if, if you could get the license for some of these old games like if you could get uh, make a licensed port of doom for the nes um mm-hmm. you'd bank i mean it'd be all it over. Be... oh yeah but if you're going to do something that would infringe copyright to where you, you just have to give it away for free for publicity or whatever. And they still might take it down. They still might take it. Yeah, Yeah. they might. But making a game takes so much time and effort that it's missed off. That's opportunity cost. You know, you could have been doing something that you could profit off of. I've always been really intrigued by the idea of taking an existing IP and kind of like what Rue did with Ellen just taking out all the copyrighted stuff, but mm-hmm. keeping the core gameplay and kind of like a wink, wink, like here's this main character with a whip. little knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of games out there that I, I look at something like bloodstained and I go, that is just a Castlevania three knockoff, but it's well done. It's well drawn. Good music. But it is just a, almost a copy of that game, just done for modern consoles. It's yeah. it's by the creator, right? Yeah, it's by Ega. Yeah, it, yeah. It so would suck to work so hard on a game and then like that's those are the kind of games that I work with. Releasing is games where people worked really hard on them and then they got canceled or they they like somehow missed an opportunity to get released. So, I I, I with all the work that I put into say Gelatinous, for example, like if we would have got to the end of that project and then like. Steven was just like, we're, we're not releasing this, you know? I would be so disappointed. Like, <laughs> dude, I would be so like, upset. Way Forward came in and is like, that's a ripoff of a boy and his blob. And you're like, no, it's a completely different game. And then they just like, shut it down completely. It, dude, I would cry for days, literally. That would be the, like a horrible experience. So, like, I can't imagine making, like, putting all this time into this demake and it goes viral and then like they come after you and they're like, we're going to sue you. And you're like, okay, well, that was for nothing, you know? <laughs> Now, now I, I get it. Like I said, yeah, it's not something. I mean, obviously, you guys are here. I'm saying it's just interesting when I see so many made. Because as you said, and Steve, it's funny you you mentioned Doom on the NES. I saw Doom was demade for something like almost like the Atari. Like someone did like some weird version of it, and and I that's what I wondered. I'm like, 
how are these things available? But it's almost like once it gets leaked out there online, like it kind of lives a life of its own. It's probably not legally out there, but then it's just it's out there. Right. So. Well, there's the meme of putting doom on anything with a screen, you know. And I, oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen it. I've seen it on an ATM screen. <laughs> I, Being I don't controlled by a DSLR camera now. I don't think that most most developers will come after you for that kind of thing, or most publishers they won't come after you for that kind of thing. But sometimes you'll see a case like there's this uh, like UK YouTuber that I follow, Lady Decade, and she's mm-hmm. going through this thing where she yeah. used somebody's picture, and now this fucking guy is in her emails trying to sue her, you know, or whatever, threatening her uh, it, it, over a picture that was used for three seconds that you know is she's using it in a transformative way you know but who knows yeah. who knows if it's serious or not you know and if, if it goes that way just for a picture then uh, you know i can't she imagine should, for something you work really hard on she should send her husband to go pile drive his ass right isn't he a villain wrestler dude <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah yeah, but, I yeah. saw that. That that was that was a weird, shitty situation. But sucks, yeah. dude. as Jim said, it's like, unfortunately for someone like you with the Zelda, when everyone made those Nintendo comments, they would be the company that would do that. I, like, dude, of all developers, they're the one that I go. Oh yeah, they're. We see it with beer companies all the time, but like Nintendo is the worst of the worst with that shit. And I go, why? If, it's free. Like, dude, if if nobody like I deleted the post now, it went pretty kind of viral. I think it got like about two hundred fifty thousand views, and I deleted the post. But I want to go back and be like, bitch, it's still up. No fucking Nintendo <laughs> yeah. came after me. <laughs> I can't blame it's, you there. You can still find it online, dude. Like Nintendo can write. They can write me the letter. My email's public. I'll take it down if they want me to. Yeah. I'm not trying to challenge them. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck them. Become the new Nintendo. Right. God damn it, Jim. Right. <laughs> but Chambers, um, while we got these guys, what uh, what questions we got from our awesome patrons? That way they can help us answer them. Yep. Patreon.com slash drink a beer play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. Ugh. Used to be able to do that with more breath. Goddamn COVID. First up from Tony Montana. Uh, since starting drinking on the regular, what's the longest period that you've went without a single drink and would consider a full-on extended period, maybe six months or a year of abstinence from alcohol for a detox and help hit the reset button on the old liver and get back to lower tolerance levels? You guys got an answer? Oh, is that, that's a question for us, too. I mean, I, yeah, we're all going to yep. answer it, so... Steve pulls up his triple X glass. Yeah, I mean, he, he's obviously the heavy drinker of us here tonight. I, I used to drink uh, nightly um, a, a couple beers at least, one to three. Uh, and I started getting fat way too fast. And I was like, I got priorities, man. I don't so I gave it up. Plus, it was expensive. But uh, yeah. did you give it up like you won't touch it at all? Or you gave it up to like maybe every like once a month you might have something? I, I don't buy it anymore. Put it okay. that way. If I'm at a place and there's a beer, yeah, I'll have a beer. But Okay. So what was the longest period then? How long ago did you do that? Probably a year and a half. Okay. Nice. The last time I had a beer was in the spring. <laughs> okay. All right. What about you, John? 
I have no off switch, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I have to stay away from alcohol, dude, because, like, it, I get too rowdy. And, uh, like, I just, I, I don't know why. I just, once I start drinking, it's hard to flip it off. Even drinking this now, I'm like, I could do another. I could do another. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really have to, like, step back. And it's easier now because, like, I'll wake up tomorrow and my my daughter's going to be screaming. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this is why. This is why. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but. Ooh, have but, you had a hangover feed yet? I I only had, like, a couple of beers one night. And, like, I kind of felt a little groggy the next day. And it was, like. I don't know if I want to do this very often, you know, but well, you want a life changing experience. You need to have that first time where you're sitting there with a bottle, but you're also going <laughs> like trying to hold back a puke. Oh, Jim, Dude, I'm, I'm trying not to get there. I'm trying. Jim, I <laughs> think that's, that's more unique to you, Jim. I don't think that's yes, a common thing problems. most dads deal with. I don't think that's something. <laughs> right now, what? My, what? My, uh, right now we're doing exclusively b- breastfeeding, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, I, like, you're I, off I, the hook. I copped out of that. Yeah, I copped out of that one. You know, but it's still not pleasing to hear a crying baby whenever you're feeling like shit. No, so. not at all. <laughs> yeah, I um. I forget if it was last year or a year before. I randomly was like, you know what? I'm going to take a month off, like, in January. I'm like, I'm just going to stop. Um, just to, like, I just wanted to see, like, ah, how, how different. I think, Steve, it was like you. I was, like, getting too fat over COVID or whatever. I was like, I, I think I just need a good reset of all toxins out of me. Um, I found it actually easier than I thought I would. The biggest problem I realized is, like, I replaced, like, if it was, like, hey, it would be a night I would be – having whatever like i don't really drink soda at all so it was really all i have during the day is coffee and water that's it and then like beer was a nice little treat so i was like all right i guess i'll start drinking fucking Lacroix or something like that like just something to drink that's not just water um, something different yeah like something to mix it in there because i also i don't drink like tea so uh I took a month, and then I think I extended it a little bit past. And it was funny because I, the first beer, and I think John, like you, I had an IPA, and like, dude, it knocked me on my ass. I was like, dude, Ooh, this I'm this hit me kind of hard. Like I wasn't feeling saucy. That. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was one of those. It was like, okay, cool. Like it's not something that I, I didn't like think like, okay, this was gonna be tough. It wasn't tough at all. Um, yeah. For me, beer is funny. Like I very rarely. Unless it's, like, going out for a bachelor party or, like, I know, like, I'm seeing, like, family or friends I have in a while. It's rare I'm drinking to get drunk. I actually drink for the flavor and to try as many different beers as I can. So, in one sitting, unless it's this podcast, I maybe only have one or two. And that's it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's different. Like, I can never be that guy. It's like, I'm just going to have five lucky streaks tonight just because. <laughs> like... Yeah, that that doesn't work for me. <laughs> Jim, you, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever what what actually I am curious since I've met you, you were drinking kind of back then. Here. Have you ever had a non-medical related forced sobriety? I don't think so yeah that sounds worse coming out you had a medically <laughs> medically really no no i'm just saying like if he's sick and something like you're really not to put not like hey yeah i'm just saying like yeah like you know like if you're sick or something I'm just- no i mean we've talked about it before we're like um you know before the page i would really only drink to get drunk so i wouldn't sit there and have like one or two nightcaps it would be i have no beer or i have all the beer so 
then like thanks to the page like you know i can sip on a few now and be like all right i'm good but i still kind of like doing that there's still that little part in the back of my head it's like hey you should have 10 more i go no god damn it i have work tomorrow <laughs> but <sighs> so yeah i mean yeah i mean besides being really sick like i i think uh I didn't drink for a week and a half thanks to COVID, and that's the longest I've gone in a long, long time. I can't remember. Do you feel like you lost the tolerance? Like, <laughs> in one week? <laughs> no. So, no. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not like, I don't have a super great tolerance either. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, and then blackout. So, you know, it's, oh, Jesus, God, this just sounds worse and worse. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe a week or two without uh, anything medical because, like, that's how I quit smoking cigarettes was because I had a chest infection. And I was like, well, I've gone three hey. more, or three weeks. I might as well keep going. So That one yeah, I can relate kind of to, thing. definitely. I stopped vaping because I had a lung collapse. So. I was going to say because you lost your lung. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a reason. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a good one, I, I would say. So. I would have uh, never yeah. quit. I would have never stopped. So, yeah, I've got, I've got a problem. Great question. <laughs> Great question, uh, bud. Next up from Travis Lee. Not including games that Jim and I play on the adult section of Steam. Uh-oh. What was one of the first mainstream games to show Hang Dong? What was the first schlong you saw in a video game? I remember um, God of War is showing titties back in the PS2, but I can't think of an elongated sloppy pixels in the past. What video, what, what games show titties? Like God of War did. I mean, I even think did some it? of the old Leisure Suit Larrys might have. Yeah, God of War. Well, here's the deal. Well, it, would you consider they weren't fully exposed, but like Duke Nukem 3D showed the stripper. That was my first. Uh, that was my first boot. First like, encounter. I remember you yeah. give them the money and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to remember that my whole life. But dong. Uh, well, see, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my easy cop-out answer. Um, I hadn't played it. But from Angry Video Game Nerd, when he showed Custer's Revenge and those like old like pornographic Atari games, I have oh, to yeah. imagine that's the first dong being hung. Like all the I forget the name of all of them. What the hell was the one? Beat 'em and eat 'em. Beat 'em and eat 'em. Yeah, like yep. that has to be the first. But me seeing it in a game. Whew. I've never seen a like, dick in a game. I don't. That's think. what I'm saying. Like I, I don't think I've ever actually seen just. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, fucking Outlast. That game, the horror game, you're in a mental asylum and the two twins following you, uh, all of a sudden you look down and they're just hanging out and you're like, what just the hot. fuck? I never played uh, it. Like, why did they part. put the, yeah, you're like, why did they put the physics to make it so floppy? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> I know. Right, no one remembers this. Maybe that's a dream you had. <laughs> in, uh, in Amnesia, one of the monsters is, uh, Clearly a dude. Um, yep. Quite a dude. From what I, <laughs> <laughs> I never played that one either. Oh, horror games. It, horror it, games, dude. I watch horror movies and they they don't scare me in any way. I can watch any horror movie. I play horror game, dude. Scares the fucking shit out of me. Dude. Amnesia is so good. All it's the fictional game. games are so good. Yeah. And, and Soma, except that Soma gave me an existential crisis. <laughs> Okay. I might have to try it then. You might, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Rue? So you've never, you can't think of any game you've seen Dong in? I don't think so. I, like, I can barely think of, like, TV series that I've seen Dong in. You know, like, here recently, maybe, like, Spartacus and then Game of Thrones, maybe. And I don't know. You haven't played Genital Jousting? 
<laughs> missing out, dude. It's, it's one. It's it's on Steam. It's one of them. One of, them <laughs> it's one of those games. Meme games. Let's one make a them. game that everyone will want to look at, but probably not actually play. It's, it's one of them. James. The only thing I only thing I can think of is like when that Conan game from a few years ago got announced and like everyone just started memeing on the fact that you can like adjust the size of the hawk on that guy. I remember so, seeing that, yeah. But was he actually naked or because they did that it before and um <coughs> I thought that was Cyberpunk for some yeah, reason. They, they did it in Cyberpunk, but they also did it in uh what the hell was that shooter that was like uh, it was like a knockoff of GTA, but it was more goofy. Uh, Saints Row. Yeah, Saints Row 3, cool. you did it too. Like you did, it, it, They said, like, adjust your package. That's what it was called. Nice. And it was like, but they didn't show it. They just showed, like, the pants bulge out. Like, so that became the memeable thing. But I think Conan had an actual bird in it, though. Did it? I, I never actually I played that, so. So, yeah, I never got around to playing that either. <laughs> I remember the video and being like, that's funny. And then I just moved on. So. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. That's a that's a worthy question. Yeah, for sure. That is a worthy question. Thank you, Travis. You son of a bitch. At least it wasn't. Time. <laughs> that's a worthy one. John, Steve, on tap market. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the little schlong. I can, that I can see the ideas oh, yeah. already going. Who needs that? anime yeah. titties whenever you can have schlong? Yeah. If you scroll through Kickstarter, some of the like the the pornographic games just just absolutely bank. Like, dude, yeah. I'm that's how you sure make you real look- money, dude. Anime titties. You would if you do anything hentai, Jim is gonna be your number one fan, and he'll buy all the copies. Dude, that's <laughs> how to make might be money, top five man. backer on that one. Depends <laughs> if I wake up in time. Maybe we should do something on the NES. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> time to hit that market. <laughs> all right, next up from JD Mains, I'm requesting a second video game review of y'all are game. Rockstar's L.A. Noir. Brian and Jim, y'all suffered a lot between the room and Burger King. I like that game. I haven't played it, but that is one that's on my list to play because I'd be interested. Jim, I know, wouldn't be because it's a story-driven game. I, I, I've yeah. always been interested in it. Like, you know, the fact, like, you know, trying to reckon, do facial recognition. I guess I'll have to pay attention to the goddamn story for once, but. <laughs> yeah, I liked the game. It was fun, for sure. I thought it With was good. what JD throws our way? I mean, how can I really say no? So. Yeah, you can't say no. We can throw that on the list for you, bud. But also, his question, uh, is there a future for shooter MMOs like Destiny? I've played Destiny for five years before giving up and on the lights and raids, and I don't see how developers do it long term, at least outside of a major studio like Bungie. Hmm. I mean, I feel like there was this little pocket of five years where things like I thought that was going to be the new thing between like Division, uh, Destiny, all those games. Like, and I thought that was going to be it. And I feel like uh, between PUBG and Warzone, uh, the like. The, that style of game took over and and i think it kind of pushed those mmos out of the way um because i don't feel like i see many more of the shooter mmos anymore like other than the mainstays that are already out there whereas the the battlefield you know the fortnites the war zones and whatever they're so dominant right now that everyone kind of forgot about the mmos that's just my opinion. Like, I feel like looters and that style, people kind of got tired of. You're like, God damn it, I'm tired of having to do a raid every 10 minutes just to get some more equipment of this and that. Like, it, it wore its welcome out. At least yeah, I think Anthem opinion. was supposed to be, like, the last big one, and then that, like, flopped. So yeah. maybe people got burned out on it quick. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, did you play any of those? 
Dude, I suck at video games. So <laughs> I I played Fortnite like twice and got my ass handed to me. So like, Bruce in the corner building a wall, he's getting shot. I don't play anything <laughs> online ever because I am terrible with games. I would probably if I streamed, I'd probably be really frustrating to watch. It's uh, it's not my thing, you know. I I, I it's like my lonely basement time. <laughs> I got you. What about you, Steve? Uh, I played Destiny 2 when it came out. I thought it was really good. And I like shooters, and I don't mind online games. But um, for for FPSs, I would rather um, play Battlefield. I, I love the Battlefield series. I've dumped thousands of hours into that whole series. Um, or something like uh, the, the Deep Rock uh, Galactic, which is cooperative. Uh, you know, and, and the style of Left 4 Dead. I mean, the the MMO, the way they're built to make you have to work so hard to progress, and the story never actually. I just don't like MMOs very much. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know. I'm not trying to be edgy or anything. I just, I like games that I can finish that have some kind of goal that I can point to. I'm like, I, I finished it. I did it, yeah. Now, no, I'm with I, you there. That's why I never got into Minecraft that much because, like, I know there's a story that you can kind of go through, but, like, and, like, kill the Ender Dragon or whatever. But, like, after a while, after a month of just, like, dicking around building stuff, I was like, all right, I kind of need a point. <laughs> try, try playing it with this with a six year old <sighs> that insists that you stay in survival mode, but he gets to be in creative mode. And <laughs> of course. It's great. <laughs> Dude, it's bonding. I know. <laughs> What's funny is my uh, five-year-old now all the time, let's play Minecraft and we're going to build the house. And he criticizes <laughs> the shit out of the way I recreate our house. He's like, Dad, you got to like put the – I'm like, motherfucker, you do it. Like, I, <laughs> like At some point, I'm like, all right, I, this is kind of boring to me. I'm over like, here punching trees and he's just like building a house of diamond. You're like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, MMOs, um, I'm with you. I, I – if I'm going to do a mindless, like you're saying, like a Left for Dead or something, like I want something that either has an actual story and ending or it is mindless and I'm only playing the shooter for fun. Like I don't want to have to like earn gear in order to even be kind of competitive. So, yeah. You got to buy gems to buy gold to buy whatever. Yeah. The whole ecosystem of MMOs just pisses me off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. It's not my. That's why like my one buddy Jay like tried to get me into the division. It may be the best game ever, but I can't. I, like, I don't know. It just. It's not my style. So yeah, I. I don't know. I, maybe in the future they come back, but I felt like they had a blip on the radar, and uh, there's a reason standard FPSs. They the formula is just done well with them. Don't fuck with it. So. But yeah, and last up from Game Whisperer Dean. Won anything nice lately? Dean. Wait, what was it? Has anyone won anything nice lately? Won anything? Won, like in a giveaway? I guess. Won in a giveaway, won a prize, won a contest. Who knows? Whatever you guys got. Like I, I said won. earlier, I won that Avenging Spirit, so that's what I hey, won. Hey, there you go. I won uh, a Nintendo Life giveaway for that. All it was, uh, uh, what is it called? Awakening, yeah. Uh, yeah. Always Legacy was, is the new one. Those are really cool game. That's, that did look are, cool. Yeah. Those are that's a good series. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, really cool. That's it was good really well done. for you to study there, Rue. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool hint, game. Hint. 
and I won that <laughs> definitely. Uh, I, I won that in a giveaway, so that was really neat. Damn, that's that. That's the only giveaway I think I've ever won ever. Ride barely <laughs> social medias, so he's not going to be winning any giveaways. I knew. I mean, I when the lottery was up to a billion, I won like twenty bucks off of a ticket. I guess that that counts. Uh, that's the closest I came to winning. So I like to give away. I like to do giveaways. They're fun, more fun to do than I, than to win for me. Definitely. Yeah. Like whenever I buy something that I like, like gives me nostalgia. Like the other day, I bought like uh, those stars that you stick on your wall. You know. Oh uh, yeah. The, the, the glow in the dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. I bought two of them, and I'm like, I'm gonna give these away. You know, like, and I that's bought. Two Tamagotchis. I was like, somebody, <laughs> somebody might appreciate this. So, uh, like, future giveaway. <laughs> Good old Tamagotchi. I'm going to throw in this, this glow-in-the-dark stars and a Tamagotchi. That's awesome. <laughs> and whenever I buy something, like, I'm always like, hey, this is not too expensive. Let me buy two of these and give one away to somebody. I'm always curious with those giveaways where it's like, what? because of Jim, I know certain people that actually do follow through, but some of these bigger ones where it's like, we're giving away a $3,000 gaming PC. I'm like, do they ever, do they ever win? Giving right? away? Like, like what the fuck is going on? Giving with Giving away a switch. Yeah. You're I, like, I was, mm, I was, I was buying the like game gears and repairing them. And that was like sure. the biggest, the biggest giveaway that I did was like a game gear with some games, but it was one that I bought and repaired. It oh, cost nice. me like, it was only like thirty bucks, I think, or something like that, that I bought and repaired, awesome. and and I gave that away. But I already had I had three of them, so it was like, you're like, yeah, why, I, I have super I need... good ones. I might be hitting yeah. you up. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, can I, I win can that one since I don't win in gym one? So I can totally. I'll win shit. You stay off my stuff. <laughs> I'll fix them for you for sure. Let me know. Thanks, Root. Can Jim send you his? You fix it and send it to me as a giveaway. <laughs> he said he's got two, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> he's like, wait, <laughs> give me the good one. <laughs> but I'm a klutzy boy. I need my backup. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> That's how I feel about VCRs, dude. I can't stop buying them. I have, I have like nine VCRs, and I, I, like, I always intend to sell them. And I'm like, dude, but I need a backup VCR for my backup VCR. My backup VCR. I'm a, just I'm a make sure his dad's porn collection lives all over her. <laughs> so. Dude, it's 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 crazy, dude. What about uh, you, Steve? You win anything lately? Uh, it's funny you uh, mentioned fake giveaways because I actually want a PS5. Um, the, the guy just wanted me to send him money for shipping. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh I, he was. An and Arabian Prince. I, I didn't realize shipping was like three hundred dollars. Shoot, that's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're like me, Jim. You son of a bitch. What? What I do? <laughs> so yeah, that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to all of our patrons for the support. We really do appreciate it. And as always, you can head on over there, check out the tiers. You can get game request reviews. Uh, movie review requests, uh, you know, access to our bonus episodes, all kinds of different good stuff. And if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, please head over to there and leave a five star review. We'll leave any or we'll read any comment with a five star review that you leave. So, yep. Thank you guys. Truly appreciate it. All right, Chambers. So we are back. Uh, before we move on to the topic, John, how is that, uh, that big old IPA treating you? Dude, it's gone. And I feel. <laughs> saucy <laughs> i feel really great like i said dude no self-control that's why i only bought one i'm like 
you know? now you have no options, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, if there was another one out there, then it would be nice if somebody brought it to me. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait while you drive to the store. So, <laughs> That's when you text the uh, woman and go, "Hey, yeah, big hey. favor, put the baby in the seat. <laughs> the baby in the car seat. And go to the store. Yeah. And give me a six pack." <laughs> what about you, Chambers? How's your uh, uh, Virginia beer t- treating you? It's good. I'm saving the rest for the next time we meet up. So I moved, but it's a very solid IPA. So I'm moving on to a bunch of leftovers. So I randomly had another, uh, what do you call it? Uh, one of those Hanalei Island IPAs. So hitting that up from Kona. Nice. And then after that, I have, uh, I probably have a two-year-old uh, Hershey's Yingling Porter. So I'm sure Hershey's. that'll be delightful after all these IPAs. So I'm doing Interesting. that right. Chocolate. Yeah. It's yeah, actually was, shockingly good. It's not just a gimmick. It's actually it's like, good, enjoyable. But was that in your fridge the whole time? Yes. Okay. At least it should be kind of fresh. Ish. Yeah, the Oktoberfish, um, as I said, it's not going to knock your socks off if you like Oktoberfest beer styles. Uh, I went through two of those, but now I'm just moving back to the cheapo Lucky Streaks because I'm trying to save some good beer for next time I see Jim as well. So, Jim, I, undoubtedly, this is better than your Keystone. How dare you, sir? It was what good. Kind of, Don't get me what wrong. What kind of beer is Lucky Streak? So it's just like, you know, an American light lager. Um, it's it's made by Anheuser-Busch. I think it came out in, like, 2018. It, it's just meant to be, like, another cheap lager. And it's only 4.2%. So it's like super Lone light, Star. Like Lone Star, except what's funny is this has way more flavor than it should for a 4.2%. It's not water like Keystone. So <laughs> Easy there. Jim, just take down that flag and show your Alex Jones picture behind it. Come on. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is on the other side. Why <laughs> the goddamn globalists are going to win now? No, but Jim, I get it. You, you vote, you've, admittedly, you've stuck on brand. You've always liked cheap beer since college. Yep. But I guess that's where we're kind of lucky compared to places like Australia, which right Cheap now, beer is now a thing of the past for them. See, Steve over here, he's lucky. If he ever goes to Australia, he doesn't have to worry about buying or paying 15 bucks for a goddamn pint now. Yeah, $15, 15 for a bucks. pint of beer. Now, here's oh. the deal. Having never been to Australia, I have to imagine most shit over there is a little more expensive. So, Steve, you seem to know a little bit more about it, but what are your thoughts? So, I, I looked at that also. Um, and, yeah, first of all, everything in Australia is like wicked expensive because everything they don't make there has to cross like oceans imports yeah Mm -hmm. but they do i know australia they do grow their own hops and uh most i think most beer ingredients are are grown right there but the 15 dollar pints that's i believe at the bar and that's 15 dollars australian which is about 10 dollars us so still Bad, bad, but not as horrific. But if you were paying $10 for a Keystone, Jim, would you feel comfortable? (laughs) Have you seen the features? I'll pay $40 for a Keystone, sir. The things that come out of Australia are crazy, bro. They need beer there, for sure. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel bad for our brothers and beer over there, because... They got spiders that eat fucking snakes and huntsman spiders. Yeah, yeah, those things are gnarly. Basically, everything over there just tries to kill you. So, 
they don't have enough problems. They can't even get drunk now on the cheap. But it's in the long. article, it, it even mentions like you don't get any relief if you just try to buy shit on the go because like even their cartons and their to go shit are just as expensive. So what I well, didn't understand from the article is why. Basically, the taxes are increasing by four percent, or two dollars and fifty cents more per liter. So, yeah, apparently, like Australia's just always been kind of fucked on the booze side when it comes to taxes and prices and stuff. It's like an Ouch. easy way that the government's been like milking them for money. It's one of the drunkest countries in the world, yeah. according to something that I read somewhere. According to the internet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe well, it. I, I imagine the government is is trying to kind of like maybe curb that by making it more expensive to get wasted every single day. But I don't know. That's, that's socialism. I'll tell you one thing though. Gelatinous is not more expensive for Australians. If they order it, we ship it for the same price. (laughs) There aren't new games over there, like 90 bucks. So if anything, gelatinous is a guy. It's a a steal for sure. (laughs) I mean, for a whole area that was basically just started with convicts, who would have thought they would have been robbing each other? Come on. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be fair, but once it got settled, quote unquote. Jim, what are you trying to say? There are people there before the convicts. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm, not cu- I'm not cut up on my Australian history here. So. Australian history. Go ahead, Rue. No, no. I no, want to know I, what you know. I just know that they were from the U. They're from the United Kingdom, right? Yep. They were the convicts from the United Kingdom. Yeah, that's they the only, basically. That's, yeah, that's they, as far they, as they I know. Over a shit ton of ships of convicts, and they're like, "All right, start a colony here." I'm sure there was natives there, though, right? Oh, there were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, but were they slaughtered? It, it didn't <laughs> turn out. Nice. They, they, they they had a rough go. Yeah, we can play I that see. Way. But, no, it's one of those things, it's, like, it's funny because, yeah, like, I had heard that as well. Like, Australia is one of the biggest, like, per capita drinking continents in the world. And now they're paying that much? Like, I wonder, I don't know, that that, that just seems really excessive. Especially since, like Steve said, they have enough shit there they can grow and produce in-house. If it was just because it was imports, I would understand it. But... That's, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a dick move, like a vice tax or something like you see in some countries, but. What it and, sounds like, like, but it's worth mentioning too. They tax wine differently. Really? Oh, do they? Hmm. Less? Well, it depends on the value of the bottle, I think. But still, it's probably cheaper for wine over there, right? Yeah. It's like for cheap wine. Yeah. Goddamn wine, wine lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, Jim, that was an interesting little time. I mean, let's put it this way. I know, Steve, you haven't drank in a while, and you won't drink unless it's free. But, John, Jim, like, if you're at a bar, and all of a sudden your tab comes up, and just for Miller Light, Bud Light, standard-ass tavern, if they're like $10 per, you going to be cool with that? Fuck that. Yeah. First of all, I don't drink Miller Lite or Bud Light, so I wouldn't <laughs> oh, even be in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. Too good for that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I would be upset. That's that's really expensive. Yeah. That's this is like, 
these prices are like strip club like you're getting bent over backwards to pay way too much for beers you're like all right this is this is a price we pay that like that when i saw those prices that's why i thought i'm like oh it's like ten dollars for a miller light okay this is what we're doing. I I love the strip club too. As you can see, <laughs> I have I got the free T-shirt. So did I you win know. it? <laughs> I won it with thirty dollars towards oh a stripper. God. It was on free T-shirt night. I love it. I wish I knew. I would have coordinated. I would have brought down my gold <laughs> I always try to go when they get the free shirts, man. Yeah. So hopefully that's. I mean. Yeah, with Jim and I, I mean, well, no, Jim will buy cheap beer. But, like, I, I, I tend to get better beer anyway. But, yeah, like, if, if, if shit was, like, $20 for, like, that IPA you're drinking, Rue, and it was a regular pint, that would be, like. And I would stop drinking. Yeah. I would have oh, to. Oh, I would not be going to bars at all. I'd be like, okay, never mind. I'd be like, oh, drugs are cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> be going in the alley behind the bar. They're getting messed up. Ah. Uh, Man. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm used to drinking like the $2 beers when I can at, uh, you know, like any gigs I play and shit like that. Like, I'll drink the bottom of the barrel. I don't give a fuck. But 10 bucks, screw that. I'll just move on to liquor and get my money's worth at that point. Right? That's expensive. It's costly. So, so Bird, so I wanted to ask, for this next article you put up, speaking of needing some liquor, and I know you were a late adopter to this, what's going on with the stadia, Jim? Well, Bright, so... We haven't heard anything since, and this came out from an account on Twitter called Killed by Google. And apparently there is a little internal meeting where they're basically like, ah, yeah, we're kind of going to be killing off the stadia by, quote-unquote, the end of summer. So it's never really been substantiated by anything. For all I know, it could be complete bullshit, but much like X-Files, I choose to believe. But, yeah, uh, basically they had a pretty large retail employee seminar in California, and Google's beginning their exit plan. So they don't have an exact date, but they said end of summer and they will not be transferring their services or servers like to the competition like they did with Google Play Music. So, yeah, uh, hmm. I guess if you're one of the like five people out there who actually used your Stadia, you might be out of luck soon if there's any uh, merit to this. I thought it was already gone, honestly, but has it been hacked? I didn't even know it was still around. Like, just like you. I can you hack it? it? Can you hack it and put games on it at least? Well, Jim, don't you have one? I've never opened it, but yes, I do have the founder set that comes with the uh, the Google Chrome and the controller. Hmm. So, Jim, the answer to my question was yes, I do have one. Yeah, yes, I do have one. I just never used it. <laughs> like it was, it got to the point where that was a promo where it's like, oh, if you sign up for YouTube Premium, you get a free Stadia set. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And then you know, I never used it. So there you go, money well spent. Might be worth something a, in like a few years. Yeah, it's a it's a streaming service, right? All, right. all streaming games yeah and actually the controller it's a little fucky because you have to the controller only wi-fi connects directly to your internet and not to like the chromecast or anything itself so if you want to oh, use it no. on your laptop you have to use it plugged in like via usb you can't just like bluetooth into it because it like doesn't exist it's a weird it has it has style. no internal memory at all or do you download the games onto it no, it's all straight through the service. So that's like oh, one of the big criticisms no. people had with Stadia is because, you know, you're paying for a service where you're just streaming it, but they're still charging you the full price of the games on top of the, you know, the price to use the service. So that's what everyone kind of went, well, fuck this. Yeah. yeah like you should have like, been a Game Pass. It sounds like exactly what they thought was going to happen is happening. <laughs> oh, well, the rug? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a question to Steve's point, like, 
so if you decide to open it, Jim, and download games, there's no it's, there's no memory to keep the games on there, even if the servers die. Uh, right. As far as I know, no. And if it's gonna be like Google Play Music, I think when that went away, I I, I forget if that transferred to YouTube Music or if that just like kind of just like straight went away and you kind of just like got fucked. So I can't remember exactly. I didn't use that. What, uh, were there any original games on Stadia, or was it all just? I know like they were ports. talking about it. There might have been a handful, but nothing that ever got traction. See, that's where I feel the sympathy. I'm like, okay, if there's developers who made games for it, and yeah. now they're just going away, that sucks, you know. But sounds Shit, like I, sounds yeah. like just they were just trying to make some money. Yeah. Well, so I'm looking at right now Stadia. There are definitely plenty of ports, but some of these games I don't really know, like Calico. Time on Frog Island. I have no idea if they're ports or originals, but then others where it's like Far Cry, Primal. I'm like, okay, those are World War Z. Okay, these, so it has some. I'm like, game. okay, so it has games on there. there there's plenty. They, I mean, even Far Cry. It's six. capable. Yeah. So it's it, cap- it, it clearly had yeah real games. And a buddy feel- of mine used the service, and he said it wasn't bad. Like when you actually use it, as long as you had a decent internet connection. But still, again, you needed a good internet connection too. It's not a shitty console though. It's it it's really it's seemingly good. It's literally okay. just a Chromecast and a controller, and then a service that's, that you stream from. That's mm. hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, this is one where it's like, well, duh, kind of yeah. like, like a lot of these consoles where Jim and I have talked about, and you go, why are so many people backing this thing that has no legs behind it? And that's why you buy physical media right here. That's right. <laughs> You only get stuff from these guys right here. This is it. <laughs> so uh, gelatinous on Evercade win? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it, I didn't. What? 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 I'm just saying what the people want. That's all. <laughs> Steve, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Did that triple X beer hit you? The fire water just hit him out of nowhere. Y'all. Yeah. I'd say this is more like a quadruple X beer. Yeah. They just ran out of space on the label, I guess. Wait, Brian, if it's four X's, then how naked am I? Damn it. <laughs> then it goes inside you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but, Chambers, um, you know, we talked a lot about how much you actually just got done gaming because you had COVID. Uh-huh. And I think the past two years uh, were actually kind of kind to the gaming industry by everybody was in the house and everyone was buying a shit ton of games. And now it's kind of like, I guess, leveling out back to what it was pre-COVID. Yeah, um, so basically they're calling it, you know, a little bit of a COVID hangover, but I, I, like the gaming industry is still killing it, but it's definitely not hitting those ridiculous highs. Like, I guess across the board, like, gaming in general is down 11% for modern consoles, which, I mean, even then, it's still made over, like, $4 billion or some shit like that. So, like, these companies are still making a buttload of money. But, yeah, I mean, people are starting to go back to real life a little bit again here and there. Well, here's hoping that translates to the retro gaming market. Yeah. People can quit trying to get... <laughs> uh, uh. You want to talk about a market that got fucked? Holy God. Like, I, I, outside of like a lucky grab at a goodwill here and there, I haven't bought a retro game in like a year and a half. Cause it's like, even I see the prices and I used Dude, to overspend like crazy. I and even saw I'm looking a guy, at it like, fuck this. I saw a guy today super win 
at my thrift shop, the lady had put the games out and he grabbed them right in front of my eyes. And it was like PlayStation one and Dreamcast games that are super rare, like legends of mana, like all these super rare games. And I was just like, no, (laughs) he was like, dude, I usually sell, uh, I usually sell shoes, but I have these games, they look valuable. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah, so you beat them up the in the parking worst. lot and took them, right? Yeah, right? Oh, dude, it was rough. It happened literally today. I was like, dude, I'm still butthurt about it. I did get some big box PC games, though, so that was good. Oh, the big box PC. Those and the X or the PS1 big box games are two of my, like, I, I almost don't care what it is. I just love big box art and all that. Like, I got to have it. Like, I, love I don't know it. how many copies of Road Rash I need, but I have another goddamn big box PC because if I see it, I'm going to buy it. Dude, I haven't even played these games and or heard of them, and I I had bought them, and I'm going to like just try them out, whatever. They're cheap enough, you know? So Yeah. Ooh, actually, Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. So all of our mutual buddies, good old gamer Astral, he was at a store today, and he saw a certain game with a certain price tag on it. So I want you to play a little guessing game on it. Go How on. much do you think he saw Pac-Man on the 2600 for at a... Uh, wasn't second in Charles like uh, well, the Value Village? I think is like the actual brand, but in PA it's got to be called Second Avenue for some dumb reason. But is it like a Goodwill? Yeah, it's a thrift store. A thrift, thrift store. Is thrift it thrift chain? In... Nope, complete... just a cart. Just a cart. Decent condition. Decent. Um... Yeah, I'll say acceptable condition. Well, considering I went to a Goodwill today and I saw what some prices were. I'm gonna say like ten bucks, a little higher. Close. <laughs> uh, twenty bucks. Closer. Getting there. <laughs> Thirty bucks. Does that hurt? Warmer? Does that hurt? What the fuck? This is already like I would buy. I would just break it in the store. Twenty-five. Why'd you go backwards? Because I thought you said a little lower. No. Oh no no no. Forty forty dollars. <laughs> Brian. You could get Pac-Man for the low, low price of ninety nine ninety nine. What the f- Wait, number one, Jim, I don't think you know how to play hot and cold. If I said 30 and you said a little warmer, that's not a little warmer. I'm I was being a dick. $99 for just the cart of Pac-Man on 2600 Yep. Did he ask, like, was that a joke or did they mean $0.99? Cents? I don't think even bothered going that far. I think it's a lost cause at that point. Because what I've, what I've seen is across every, and I don't know if you guys go to any Goodwills or anything, like when, oh yeah like game hunting, like I've noticed like even like Blu-rays now, which used to, everything was always a dollar, like DVDs, Blu-rays, maybe no. $2. Now like they're like really like they're trying to do like four and five for popular titles. Yeah. And games now they even put those behind displays and I've seen some shit Wii titles and I'm like, you think anyone wants to buy like Barbie's Paradise for fucking ten dollars or whatever it is? I'm like, Jim, put that <laughs> hand down. Sorry, <laughs> I've seen it for sure, <clears throat> dude. That's we fit. Quite... You want you want a copy of We Fit, <laughs> dude? I saw fucking We Sports at a at a garage sale for forty dollars. I was like, you got it, dude. But here's a question: Is anyone stupid enough to put ninety nine dollars towards a Pac Man? Probably. Maybe. I, don't I bet know. if he goes back in a week, it'll be sold. You you got faith in uh, humanity, I bro. I, I, Humani- I think 
I think people are going to keep trying to ask for outrageous sums for their shitty games. They're going to continue to not sell, and they're going to get to a point where like, ah, and yeah. I, I think there will come a, a point where prices start to come back down. Probably not very much, but uh, this this people can't just keep asking outrageous prices for stuff and not selling it. You know, at some point they're going to want to actually get rid of this stuff. Maybe that'll happen in the housing market because your boy needs a house. Dude, oh, dude, the housing market is just like that too. They're like, hey, we know we only paid 120k yeah. for this house, but here's 400k price tag. You're like, wait, what? Come on, guys, I'm tired of renting. And actually, so. what do you call it? Uh, John and Steve, when you guys were at Retropalooza, how are the prices there? Because when Brian and I went to too many games, granted, we mostly just drank there, but. When I did pay attention to prices, I was like, oh, boy, these, these these people are asking outrageous amounts. I saw some okay deals, honestly. I, I think they were uh, fair, like price charting prices, maybe a little bit less. And you can always uh, – I love going to conventions because you can always – yeah, you can talk them down or, or buy a yeah. handful of stuff and get a deal. It wasn't, it wasn't outrageous everywhere, you know. Like there were some outrageous places, of course. We just walked by those places and – you know, somebody else had the game, and you could w- talk about. Wada Games was there. They were there. And, and yeah. Heritage Auctions there. Oh Jesus! Did you pee on them? You should have peed on them. We uh, should have. We should have beat them up in the. Speaking of line. dongs and games, you should have just whipped it out and pissed right on their table. Well, uh, well, actually, here's a good question, guys. For the Atari, because now you got me interested. Number one, I'm going to give you guys two games. Uh-huh. First game, Pac-Man complete in box on eBay. What do you think, rough? Roughly, the price would be. I bet it's not even a hundred. Yeah, I was. I bet it's not even a hundred bucks. I bet it's like fifty. I'll say forty. Two hundred and twenty-five or three hundred. What? Oh, complete in box. Okay. Pac-Man. Is that now? Oh, Steve. Wait, how many copies of this do I have? I have a few. (laughs) Now, uh, Miss Pac-Man, because you said Wada. A sealed Miss oh, Pac-Man Wada oh, 8.0 Christ. A plus seal. How much do you think that goes for on a twenty six hundred? Two grand. Easy, easy. I mean, but it doesn't really go for that. It's <clears throat> it's what they are asking for it, and there's a I'm, pretty good chance that someone else, that that same person under a different account, is going to go buy it from themselves in order to make the price seem bigger than it is. I have a humongous article about it, but. It's, well, guys, <laughs> you just you gotta want check it, it out. Pop deck. Well, you, you know, want... if you want to watch a pretty good article, you know. <laughs> if if hey. you would like a WADA 8.0A plus sealed Miss Pac Man, it will only cost you $300. What? Get out. That's what? 300 but somehow regular Pac Man is 300 as well. Are you sure? Yeah, Pac Man I mean, is the meme, but. He, here's the deal I'm not going to claim the authenticity. I don't know WADA package. It looks like the complete sealed WADA graded 8.0 sealed all that shit you can buy it right now for 2.99 so i that's why i went now now seeing that pac-man just regular balls ass pac-man is going for that much why is that so rare and why would someone at goodwill put it for 99 i that's why i don't understand like i don't understand video game prices it was like one of the most overproduced games ever yeah i wait jim Wait till your Burger King games now go up in value by tenfold. <laughs> oh, oh, Brian, I am waiting for the day. 
Well, that wrestler who has like 2,700 copies, Jim, could just flood the market. Fuck That's you. the first person I thought of. Yeah. Well, He's I'll do a big bumping then. Ah. That's a game no one talks about, so it's more rare. Ah. God damn it, Jim. No, but I mean, that is uh, $99. That, that's that's a Bro. ballsy move. And it's, by the way, I had to pull it up. It is not pretty. And they put the, the price tag right on the label. Yes, they did. That is a classic oh, thrift store move. Savers. Dude, it worst. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that's unmistakably $100. Like Pain, bro, pain. That would almost make me want to go, because especially like in those thrift stores, I don't know about you guys. By the way, in Texas, uh, we have friends, like other friends we follow on Twitter, it seems like Texas has some of the best goddamn thrift shops when it comes to gaming. Like, you guys seem to have crazy decent, like, compared to us, where we might have, like, two games of Fascination available for us. But something like that, and in our thrift stores, it's not the best people working there. They go right you to could, the online auctions up here. I was going to say, you could easily they don't, probably yeah. use an X-Acto knife cut off that 9 and say, it's nine ninety nine, and then just take it up, and they'd be like, okay. And just ring you up for that amount. <laughs> I, I thrift shop. I go to thrift shops often, and and uh, it's really a hit or miss. Honestly, yeah. uh, up here and at least in the Dallas suburbs, it, they're extremely picked over. Really? Okay. It's, it's hard. It's hard to even. Last time I went to Goodwill, they had like three or four um, Wii games behind the case, and it was sports titles. That was it. They were still like twenty bucks each. Yeah. My thrift shop is right next to my post office. So every time that I drop off like orders from my website, I go next door and I go to the thrift shop and it's such a hit or miss. Like I said, today literally that that guy had gotten like a thousand dollars worth of games right there, just grabbed them in front of me. Uh, but on any given day you can you can get your standard copy of We Fit with the uh the pad that you stand on. You know <laughs> just because you totally well, guys. I'm going to give you a little hint that I discovered. I don't know if it's the same in Texas, but around me, uh, all the libraries near me uh, usually have DVDs or video games for sale, and they never go for more than a dollar. Sometimes they're on sale for 50 cents. And games I don't even care about, I got six uh, Xbox One games, and some of them are like the newest farming simulator and some actual legit titles for 50 cents or a dollar. Because nobody thinks to look there. That's and like a good some, idea. Like, yeah, so check out check out your libraries if they're willing to sell that type of shit. My, my, my life. That's a good idea. Yeah, my my dad uh, is um, president or going to be president of his local friends of the library. Because uh, I guess when you're retired, you got to do something. Uh, <laughs> and he, so he he actually goes to the book sorting every time they take donations and hell yeah insider they're in, trading they're in rural, oh, yeah, there exactly. you go. they're in rural missouri and so their book sale is like the, the biggest one in the region so they get stuff from all over uh but they hardly ever come across games he brought me mario party for the gamecube once and he got a few super nintendo games but they're commons but, still but he's always on the lookout for me <laughs> That's awesome. Still yeah. to see a Super Nintendo game is is pretty rare in the wild, you know. 
Yeah, he got a handful of them. Donkey Kong Country and so that's a good one. Some, some, yeah, yeah they're legit, the mouth. legit titles. Yeah, you're throwing some pretty good names out there. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> no, but boys, we wanna we wanna say thank you guys so much for hopping on once again. Please yeah. click all the links below. Purchase some game from these guys, and obviously we don't want to throw anything out there, but I know you guys are working on a new project. Is there anything else you guys want to shout out before we head off? Steve? Not at all. No, I feel really satisfied. <laughs> I, I, need just... a, I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys having us on, for sure. Both of us, too. It's, it's really cool to come on with Steven, too. Cause... Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. no, we appreciate even, it. Even though yeah, me and him, like, we interact every day, we don't ha- get to like video chat. You know, that's cool. So yeah, yeah. But no, we're super, super glad to have you guys on. And once again, congrats on the success of Gelatinous. Looks like people have been really happy with them as they've been coming in. So good job on that work, boys. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. And to anyone watching, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to click the links below. Follow these guys on Twitter and their websites. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.